Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. It's been a feisty show so far. Yeah, feisty really. is the word. You can check out the podcast at theticketfm.com or anywhere you find your podcast. Yeah. show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. You can always call or text 464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. We have regrouped collectively. We didn't have to regroup. We're fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with occasionally being extremely obnoxious. Occasionally right. is the key. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. not every day. Occasionally. No. Chase 2 says on the text line, this is about an hour ago, I said, Sip, Sip looks very upset on the video stream. Did he wake up on the wrong side of the bed? I didn't. I, I, I mean, no. Why? I, think, I think I get, I don't react well when people are being unfair. I have a my fairness meter is runs hot, and I get triggered when there's a when there's a discussion about when when I think something's unfair, and I thought it was unfair for you to attack me for 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 rules higher. All I was trying to do was try to put myself in rules shoes. See, I think you went on the attack. I don't think I attacked you. Attacked first for some reason. Like you knew, anyway, you knew what my response to be, and you attacked me. I'm like, I, I'm, anyway. I'm confused here. Anyway, that's why I said I've decided. I didn't make the hire. That's I've why I decided just make that from clear. now on that when you arrive, the coffee will be already poured at your seat. I know because you said I'm going the first segment without coffee. So here we go. Yeah, it's trouble. No, you're right about that part. What I don't know say, what it say, is. So did Sean. Sean noted too. He's like, get, Jake, get him some coffee. Do you know what? You know, I got to tell you something. You know, when I go to the office downtown. The Husker Online office. You know what Sean does? The first thing when is I walk coffee? in, he says, "Can I get you an Americano?" <laughs> Are you seeing a problem here? Yes. You're sensing a trend. Yes. The first thing he does, and he doesn't really. You know what he does? It's it's sort of fascinating. He doesn't even. He asks me, but he just goes and gets it. He just you pours can say it. no. He has a maker. How about you do it? He has a coffee it? maker that makes Americanos. He doesn't even. He asks me, but then he just hands it to me. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But this was a hot. This is a, you got to admit, this is a hot button topic. Oh, it is. Matt Rule apparently especially, hiring especially Donovan Rayola. It becomes official. Matt Rule apparently hiring Donovan Rayola. Now, we talked on the break. Well, you we actually, we touched on it. People are going to wonder when's Matt Rule available to the media? I don't imagine that will be until after signing day, Which that, the early national signing that, day. Is on Wednesday, December twenty first. In that, that will be a big topic. What staff hires? Okay. Yep. Um, and people, and the question will be asked: Why, if this is correct, if this is, if these reports are accurate, and I think they are, why did you decide on Donovan Rayola? And I was trying to explain why I think he probably did, and I think continuity is the. 
I think continuity is the most obvious explanation. Well, okay, so we talked to Sean Callahan in the first hour, and again, as Trev Albert told us at the press conference, I mean, Nebraska has $7 million to use for the assistant salary pool. Yes, yes. And as, as Sean pointed out, as we, we've gone through this as well, the, the hires they've made so far would not exactly add up to $7 million being the hires. reached. Okay, so they have an offensive coordinator. I, and i and I got to tell you, I like the hire, Marcus Satterfield. Comes from South Carolina. Yeah. We'll gloss over these quickly. Marcus Satterfield from South Carolina. He does – I like this. He has 11 years play calling experience. 11 years of play calling experience, okay? And I do like the fact that even though he struggled as a head coach at Tennessee Tech, he was a head coach, which suggests a level of organization, okay. right? That he was able to get the job as head yep. coach. You're right. Didn't go well for him. but he's... Six and 16. <laughs> Fired. But – he got the job, and he's been a play caller at some major institutions. Okay, running backs coach E.J. Barthel, 37-year-old young guy, had a great year at UConn last year under Jim Mora. Ah, young guy, 37. That, and that fits the mold that Matt Rule wants hungry, young, hungry coaches, yeah. right? Yeah, a little light on experience. Um, clearly East Coast recruiter, Okay. But UConn had a pretty good run game this season. Real good run game. After being disastrously bad as a program for quite some time. Yeah, they averaged nearly 200 rushing yards per game, did the UConn Huskies. That's right. Um, okay, there's two. Satterfield, I don't, I don't really look at his recruiting because he's probably not going to recruit as a coordinator. I wouldn't – I mean, he's probably – I don't know how they're going to do it. He's out there right now, but it's because they don't have many guys on the staff right now. They got Terrence Knighton on mm -hmm. the defensive side. Terrence Knighton has, you know, he's four total years of coaching experience. Two of those were at Wagner, and then he's been with the Carol he was with the Carolina Panthers. Light, light on experience. Won't have to pay him all that much. Terrence Knighton. Okay, question the recruiting there in terms of what he could do. Well, he's a young guy, so he'll he fits. He's got energy, that's for sure. Yeah. And I, and I do, now this is just me, and it doesn't always add up to good coaching, but I do like the fact he played, oh, more than 100 games in the NFL. Now, it doesn't mean that a guy's going to be a good coach, but it does mean he knows what he's doing. Now, can he, can he, can he impart that wisdom effectively? That's what it becomes, right? Mm -hmm. Some, is he... And is he passionate about it? There's some guys that are really good NFL players that don't even – they wouldn't make good coaches because they – A, they don't want to do it, and B, they don't communicate well. They just, they're just good players. Um, okay. Evan Cooper um, is the secondary coach. His background is player evaluation. I mean, he's obviously coached, but he's, he was the recruiting coordinator at Baylor. Um, in 2019, um, and in his three seasons in Waco, he played a huge role in Baylor recruiting three straight top 35 so classes. This, this indicates for sure Travis Fisher is no longer here? Apparently, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, should, I should interject this. No, I should interject. Only Donovan from the oh, – Donovan Rayola – from the previous staff received an extensive interview. That's it. Yeah. That was the only. Okay. That's what I was told. Only Donovan 
The rest of them were were. Ba- I mean, he talked to them, um, but you know, in a gentleman way, isn't in a it, gentlemanly way. Isn't that one guy that you're hopeful to keep, Travis Fisher? Not there's more than one. I mean, just again, there was more than one. I mean, Bill, Bill Bush, Bill Bush deserved to be yeah. talked to, yeah, for sure, deserved yeah. to, yeah. And I, you know, I think there's now Jake, defensive staff. I mean, yeah, a couple guys on defensive staff, couple three maybe. But it just, it, it just to me, it seems kind of weird to have guys on the staff without knowing your coordinator there, right? Does it kind of all fall down from there? kind of does it, it sh- you should say okay we have our defensive coordinator what guys does he want to bring with him it, it feels weird to have guys put on there mm-hmm. or good point that are hired without knowing who's running the defense good point now again w- unless we know but it's, but it's not announced I, I i don't think you nor i want to get into a situation where we're criticizing a staff that isn't done yet we'll see how it all shakes out right well, i'll see what i am sh- i am patient yeah. i am patient he might have a big fish Waiting at defensive quarter. Right. And j- imagine if that big fish were, but let's say Jim Leonard, who again now right. announced yesterday, last night, he's not going to stay at Wisconsin. He will coach I the bowl he was game. Staying too. So did our, our good friend Jeff Patrikas right. from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Right. Um, but he, he announced he's going to stay until the bowl game. After that, he's moving on to a place he has not determined yet. Okay. Not said yet. So we've covered offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield, running backs coach EJ Barthel. Okay. Defensive line coach Terrence Knighton, secondary coach Evan Cooper, um, then the special teams coaches Ed Foley, who had who has three decades of coaching experience. He's my I think he's in his fifties. Um, Foley served on Rule staff for eight of Rule's ten seasons as a head coach, um, including each of the last four. Familiarity factor is huge. Foley. Special teams coordinator has done it before, did it at a high level. Actually. Wouldn't call, no, no offense to you because you call he's not you wouldn't call me young, or okay, go ahead. <laughs> Maybe he's energetic, but he's in terms of what Rule has said, what he wants, he doesn't fit that narrative completely. But you don't have to have all young guys. Okay, all right, it's good pushback. Yeah, it's you fair. don't. Have, I mean, having some uh, experienced guys around in Foley's time at Temple, Ed Foley. Think about this sentence. It struck me yesterday. In Foley's time at <clears throat> in Foley's time at Temple, more than twenty owls who played high school football in New Jersey went on to NFL careers. It's pretty good. I mean, that's to to be able to say that. Rule to be able to say that is pretty good. Temple to be able to say that's pretty good. That's just from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Now what you're seeing is a lot of I like the kind of the East Coast footprint. And by the way, Corey Campbell is the strength coach. Um, he had been the assistant strength coach with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he um, he had been on the Baylor staff, strength staff too, not as the chief, but as part of the staff. So I'm only. And by the way, I'm already hearing good things about Campbell. That so am I. Yeah. No, good. I am. Yeah, I'll good. tell you during the break. Okay. Why I've heard that. Okay. So, so there you go. There's uh, the staff. Texture says this, and it, it, we brought this up yesterday about how at this point, at this point right now, and as today, is same thing. You could have all eleven starters back from this year's defense for next yes. year. Question goes: 
Do you think the fact that we haven't made a decision at, at coordinator helps Nebraska not have guys jump in the portal because of the unknown? Yes, I definitely am glad. <clears throat> That's a good question. I was told yesterday that there are definitely some guys in that 11 that are waiting to see before they make – they don't – there's – there's some prominent names that are probably weighing their options. Now, how do you how do you make a decision when you don't even know who the defensive coordinator is? Well, it's encouraging. They have not just jumped ship no right. matter what, saying, I don't care it's who it is, I'm out of there. Right. Right? Yeah. It's definitely encouraging. So now not now nine players from Nebraska have jumped. But, but not, no, no offense to those guys. Only one really stands out in Ernest Hausman. True. And that's Other guys true. were either, you know, didn't play a lot or didn't play at all. Exactly. So now, now, gold. I, so far. I, I say Jaden Gold is also a loss. When I think of we the didn't nine, see him though. No, not a lot. So I, I struggle to, to say it's a huge loss. When, you know, when Ernest Hausman played as a freshman and played well to end the season. That's a huge loss. Other than that, you know, maybe some guys project to be good, but you haven't lost anybody huge. Right. Not yet. Huge names. Right. Maybe when you announce the coordinator, that changes. Right. So yeah, I think a lot of guys are in kind of. Decision. A lot of players are in decision-making mode. As far as this Jim Leonard discussion goes, I guess I could, in some ways, guarantee that he's going to get the job by saying, "I don't think it's going to happen." <laughs> I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. Um, I don't. No, but but man, it would be nice if if Rule brought a big name to that position. Right, Satterfield's. Kind of, I, mean, what's uh, I mean, Jim Leonard's a bigger name than Satterfield. Well, sure, way yeah, he's way bigger. But Satterfield is his experience is such that you you would say you got to pay him over a million. The problem with you Sat- pay him over the a problem million. with Satterfield is that I mean, if you if you look, you talk to South Carolina fans from this year, they they weren't sad to see him go for the most part. That's the way they end the season. You know how that helps it out. You how know, many the, coordinators? I mean, how many coordinators have we had where we'd say? We're not. We're okay with him leaving. Just about every one of them. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? We even had a guy jump to a head coaching job. Have you as a as a right? I mean, I know he's and what my point guy, is, those guys incur a lot of criticism. If you're a play yeah, caller, what 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 would that guy be? Is, I don't know. Has there been a coordinator here that we have Dude, been? Tim Beck wasn't Mister Popular. No, but and now and, he's and a head coach. I know, but when he was here. <laughs> I'm not gonna, we're not going to have that discussion he, he, again. Oh yeah, he was. We're not. He was criticized. Yeah, Sean uh, Watson was criticized right. here. Yeah, we're. I mean, Tom Osborne was. <laughs> Tom Osborne was criticized for his play calling for a long time. Old timers like me would tell you, "Oh God, there he goes running that short side option again. What's he doing? It's so stubborn." Tom's lost it, man. <laughs> lost his edge. He's just stubborn. He's crazy. No, nobody ever said he was crazy. <laughs> oh, Tom's, Tom's getting crazy. But anyway, here. anyway, that yeah. So I, I think now there's a there's a game at PBA on Saturday. We'll talk about it here in a second. Nebraska play. No, we won't. We'll talk about Indiana first. But there's a game at PBA on Saturday when Nebraska plays Purdue, and it's basketball. Yeah, early tip off. Well, one ish. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that that would 115, be one fifteen. One fifteen. I thought that may be an opportunity for Rule to introduce his staff. And I thought, okay, maybe he'll have that staff in place by Saturday. So he can unveil it. Quickly then. He can unveil it to the fans. Well, I think I think he might be there regardless, right? With with for sure. staff or not. I'd with recruits. 
Yes. There's recruits in town. and That's a perfect time. It's a big t- a big opponent you have here. It's going to be in BTN, 1.15 p.m. I mean, Packed yeah. house. It should be. Yeah. So you have the recruits have their lunch and then, then, then shovel them over to PBA to see a packed house and introduce the head coach. It'll be a great scene. But I wonder – see, I wondered – Maybe he'll have his whole staff in place by Saturday. Big recruiting weekend, big opportunity to introduce those guys. We'll see. I, now it's going to have to start shaking here pretty yeah, quick. Here's some news. Today's here. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. You need a, but we got it, some you, shaking. You don't know a defensive coordinator yet. But a whole lot of shaking went on, Jerry Lee, last night with this Donovan Rayola situation. Yeah, there was a lot of shaking. And this morning at 6 o'clock. A whole lot of, shaking, lot of shaking this morning. <laughs> uh, regarding Nebraska basketball, hard transition here, hard shift. They do play tonight. They play at Indiana, 7.30 tip, BTN. Hoosiers, 13-point favorites as of right now against Too Nebraska. Much. Hoosiers coming off a 14-point loss to Rutgers. Nebraska coming off a 10-point win at Creighton. I just su- think Nebraska's defense, the, the way they're playing defense right now, They'll be in the game. Are they good enough to get over the top again? They were. They were good enough to get over the top against Creighton, number seven Creighton on the road. Why would we say they, they're not good enough to get over the top against Indiana? I'm not saying it. Well, I'm, I'm very interested in this game. Last year, Nebraska played Indiana tough for a while on the road. They, they got, ended up losing by 15 points. I'd but they, I think they're tied at halftime I think, or tight. I think you're going to watch this game and going into the final five minutes, you're not going to – I think you're not going to be totally – you won't have a real strong hand who's going to win. That's what I'll say. I hope so. Now, I wouldn't nice. pick Nebraska to win. I'm not I'm not. Well, it's a foolish. road game at a tough place. Right. But – Tough team. I think this team is – the way they're playing defense will keep them in the game. And, you know, if they can hit some shots, if Walker can stay out of foul trouble, if Wiltshire and Tominaga, or at least one of them, can get to 12 to 15 or how about 14 to 17 points give you a sh- give you some perimeter offense mm, I'd watch this pretty close if both of those guys Tominaga and Wiltshire are on and you couple that with Walker then you're you're I mean you're in business what what were your thoughts yesterday regarding basketball when you saw a video of Trev Alberts giving out football jersey black shirts, what were your thoughts to Emmanuel Bandamel and Jawan Gary? What were your thoughts? I I didn't know what to think. I I'll tell you what, I was confused. I said, okay, part of me said that's that's kind of cool. Part of me said that's kind of weird a little bit. I'll tell you who was pissed about it on Ooh. these airwaves. Ooh, Terrell Farley. Ooh, from ten to noon on the captain with Rashawn Jackson and Jake Bacco. Okay. Because Terrell is a black Terrell shirt. Terrell is a is a very proud black shirt. It's a you know that when he played, it was a huge deal to have a black shirt. Yeah, they have, they deserved black shirts back then. Uh-huh. He didn't like it because you can't just pan. You just can't hand black shirts out to different sports in football. It's a it's a football thing. After one win, yeah. Well, as three, he, he thought he thought it was a pretty bad look. Now again, I I didn't think it was an awesome thing or something anything bad. I'm I'm the boring guy in the middle here. Where I said I I. It's kind of cool, but it's kind of weird at the same time. Yeah, I think the Did word... Did you have any response to yeah, it Yeah, the word that came to my mind, and it was fleeting. I thought maybe was forced. Pe- peculiar. I thought it was peculiar. Ple- fleeting, forced, peculiar. Yeah, I thought it was a peculiar video and a peculiar kind of scene. Like, 
These are football jerseys, number one. <laughs> Could you like a, a black basketball jersey <laughs> right, or something? Yeah. Like we understand what it's about. It was all right. I, I like. I mean, I like the idea. You know what? I'm not a big fan of though, the video part of it. Why, why do you have no, to? You, why you do know, you have to put it on video? Because that's all about video at that point. Is it? Yeah. Why can't you just do it? Like bring because, them in because good acts now don't exist just off camera. It's, oh, they do. Got, people have to publish. Hey, look at this. Let's make sure we get this pup posted. We're doing a good deed here. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, I guess. True Red's on the line. All right, before we get to break, well, we got another two calls here. Uh, True Red, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. What's up? Not much, fellas. Good morning to you. I'm glad I stuck my uh, big foot in my small mouth uh, this week saying we would get blown out by Creighton. You did, you did <laughs> say that. True Red. True hey, Red. Keep, keep making proclamations, True, true Red. red. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So, Jake does but, it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this, this room does. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's just like, listen to this, though. Listen to this. It's. Oh, Uh-oh, we lost him. Hang on. It's all right. Well, we're, we're learning the phones over there still. It's, it's fine. Who, who do we have here? Okay. Uh-oh. We got Terrell. We got oh, Farley. Oh, this is we my man. We got Farley. Okay. This is all our right. man. We apologize to True Red. You can call in later in the show. Uh, Tr- Terrell, what's going on? What's You're up? on early break. Oh, man. This is black shirt news, man. I, 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 I heard enough of it. Okay. What do you got? What's your I problem? Think, I, I don't know, man. I just think for Terrell being a former black shirt, he know how hard guys work for them shirts, man. And just to give it to, you know, just any other sport, I think it's disrespectful to the black shirt. Okay. It's a fair take, Terrell. You were angered it's about this. It's a fair take because you, you got guys that have been there five years still haven't got one. You know, the little farm kids that's way out in, like, like North Platte or like yeah. Colton Feach, you know, guys like that. He had to work hard for his. And just to give them away like that, you know, it's guys that, you know, I, I cherish mine. You know, I want to be buried with mine. So, you know, it's just a different mm. take for mm. me um, on this issue. That's very interesting, Ter- Terrell. Very interesting. And you make a great point. I mean, what you don't want to do is diminish the status of those things, right? Yeah, right. You, you just don't make it. You know, it, it's like I. You know, it's just like Oprah. She give away free stuff. It's like he giving away free <laughs> black shirt. You get a black shirt. You get a black shirt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just. It, it, it's you know I. You know you gotta. You got to talk to guys and see how they feel about that or go to Charlie McBride, one of the co-founders, not co-founders, but mm-hmm. one of the mm-hmm. pioneers of the black shirt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. I, I like, I really like the Appreciate perspective. Yeah. Thank you. I really like his perspective on that. Well, that, yeah, he's he earned the black shirt. It was, it was a big deal to him. It was a big deal for a long time here at Nebraska. And the critical word in that discussion is earned, earned earned over time you don't i mean terrell farley didn't earn his black shirt with one big performance right right you earn it over a period of time and yeah we used to say man some of these coaches are handing out black shirts like candy yep right Mm -hmm. um and terrell in those proud black shirts from the past they don't those were black shirts, by the way. I mean, those that's the, guys. That's the definition. Right. Those guys that's were what it means freaks. To be a black shirt. Right. So, yeah, I get it. I get where he's coming from. It's very interesting. More next on Early Break in the Ticket. <laughs>